Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast, a production from Empowering Pumps and Equipment as the voice of the pump and related equipment industry. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 132 of the Empowering Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Matthews, and I want to thank you for choosing us every week. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and stay connected with us at Empowering Pumps or using that hashtag Empowering Industry Podcast. I'm really excited because it has been a fun Labor Day weekend. Um, if you're listening to this, it's Labor Day celebration where we take the day off. I hope you are. If this is passed and you're listening to it after the fact, I hope it's a good day for you and it's always a good day for a break. So Take a little short walk. Anything that can bring you joy throughout the day, just take a moment to recharge. Um, I recharged my batteries with the leadership group that I went on a retreat with up in Canada this past weekend. And it was really, really phenomenal uh, to be able to spend times with, you know, spend time with leaders uh, with like minds and just really think about our vision for the future and kind of what's standing in our way and talk through those things so that we can be ready. Ready for this trade show season. It is going to be a doozy straight out the gate. So I'm really excited to have recharged and and I'm ready to go for that. So just to let you know a little bit about my schedule, uh, I will uh, include a link in the show notes to my speaking events that are coming up, but we are covering several trade shows. So IMTS, where you've definitely heard about that. I've been sending out some bonus episodes about the IMTS plus creators lounge that's going to take place in September. We will be there presenting and really just bringing creators together, which is really, really fun to be a part of for the manufacturing community. The Association for Manufacturer Technology will be putting this together, and I'm just really excited to be a part of it. So I kick off the week uh, of the 12th there, then I jump over to TPS, which will be in Houston for the Women of TPS session. I'm going to bring some feminine energy uh, into Houston for that. Also, I will be speaking the marketers meetup. Yes, marketers meetup. Uh, and we're going to talk about storytelling over there. So definitely applies, right? You know how much I love that. Next, I will head back over to IMTS. Um, and uh, before that, I will go to ASPE. We've got several speaking uh, engagements there. One will be for the women of ASPE, which I'm really excited about being with them and being one of their speakers there. As we shift back and get through IMTS, the close and the celebration there of the great work that team has put together, some phenomenal influencers and creators. So um, I'll end the week there. And if that wasn't enough, we're going to jet back, hang out and get ready for LRVS. It is going to be great. Uh, Lubrication and reliability, you know, that is where our listeners, you know, if you haven't checked it out, empoweringpumps.com. Uh, and we'll link all these, link to all of these different events. But as we, that, that kind of closes us out for September. And then we head into the October season, which would be WEFTEC and Empowering Women. And of course, we are also promoting and getting ready for Empowering Pump and Industry Conference. So epic. 2022. Make sure that you follow that hashtag. I feel like I could go on and on and on about the events. Um, and that was, I didn't even mention all of them. Definitely have the Hydraulic Institute um, meeting there in October as well. So uh, there is so much going on. And I, so again, I stress, do, did you take a break? If not, go ahead and do so. Make sure you do that 
you know, regularly throughout your day. One thing that you should consider doing as well is taking a look at our digital magazine that went out already. So if you didn't get it in your inbox, you can go over to empoweringpumps.com and take a look at our digital edition there. FlowServe Energy Advantage Program is the headliner and the cover story there. And we're going to be talking about that today because we have a special guest. Our industry interview of today is Rob Patello, and he is the vice president of the Energy Advantage. He joined FlowServe back in 2013 as director of sales globally. And he really did take care of that Royal Dutch Shells account, which prompted him to lead a lot of other corporate accounts, as well as being tapped on the shoulder to lead the Energy Advantage program. And so he's done a lot of different things. He's been in the fluid ceiling industry. He has been in the compressor industry. And so bringing his knowledge to the table is really what I see as an advantage, <laughs> no, no pun intended there, but they definitely have an advantage and they have this new program that I really want to tell you all about. So without further delay, here's your interview. Welcome to the Empowering Industry Podcast. I'm so excited to be here as your host, but even more excited to bring you the guest that I have today. Rob has been with FlowServe for a while, but he's also been in the industry for many years, just doing all kinds of different things. And uh, I do believe I, I met you in the fluid ceiling industry years ago. So lots to talk about today, but Rob, I'll let you first start by introducing yourself to our listeners. Thanks, Charlie. Um, yeah, I lead FlowServe's Energy Advantage program, which basically helps our customers with several initiatives that can help them be quickly implemented and produce cost-effective, tangible results in terms of bringing some of their sustainability commitments to life in terms of either reduced emissions reduction or lower cost for their operations. Yeah, and we're going to dig into that for sure, but I'm curious a little bit about how you got into this industry. Well, I've been uh, in the flow control industry basically most of my career with companies like Dresser Industries and Gardner Denver and Elliott, primarily before FlowServe. And I've had a variety of different leadership roles in both sales, business development, and actually operations management as well. Uh, during my nine years at FlowServe, I've led the Royal Dutch Shell account and then later been given responsibility for uh, all the strategic accounts globally for FlowServe, which comprised about 15% of their revenue. Yeah. And I, I saw that and I was just thinking of how this really does fit into where the future goes to be able to understand all the different types of equipment and, and how that can play out. So I am really interested in what we're talking about in this space, I mean, around energy efficiency. And I know that's kind of not new to everybody. It is something that we've been talking about a long time, but I'm just more curious about what FlowServe is doing, you know, to take action within this space? Well, in terms of the overall energy transition space, FlowServe recognized very early that it had a responsibility to develop products which were more environmentally sustainable in terms of their carbon footprint to manufacture, as well as the improved energy efficiency of what they might consume. And then along with that, how to contain the leakage of unwanted emissions. So, We've been doing that for a little while. We've brought many products to market and we continue to develop in those areas. 
We've also recently kind of turned our attention to some of these new emerging technologies of carbon capture and green hydrogen, energy storage, renewables, et cetera. And we're identifying new technologies and product needs for these processes as they mature. And then lastly, I would say we've taken examples of our successes and capabilities related to how we can help our existing customers to reduce energy and emissions. And we've built those into a data-driven programmatic approach with the Energy Advantage Program. And, And these deliver a significant value creation. Yeah, and when I was reading our you know, cover story that's in our September digital magazine, in case any of you want to check it out, I'll put the links in the show notes. But when I was reading that, I really did think that, okay, when we are trying to reduce our carbon footprint, and, and where is all of this going to go, right? We, If we're going to capture the carbon, how are we going to store this? How are we going to use this? And I think that y'all are doing a lot of work in that and kind of figuring out partly where your customers are today and then where do they need to go. I know that was definitely part of the plan, but just your understanding about that coming from, you know, the compressor industry and and learning about the gas side of things, uh, I think is really helpful in this space. So uh, can you talk a little bit to that? Absolutely. So, you know, we recognize that these new emerging technologies are relevant and needed because they will impact a significant percentage of emissions improvement, right? But we also know that they're going to take many years to develop. For example, the infrastructure required for carbon capture is you know, quite ex- extensive and it's going to require a lot of collaboration in terms of building storage facilities and pipelines, et cetera. Green hydrogen is, is somewhat nascent or new in terms of its development. It still costs a lot of money. So in the meantime, we're really excited about our Energy Advantage program because this brings really quick results, maybe not as significant in terms of total emissions reduction, but it brings short-term tangible results to the table for customers and can actually be built alongside these other longer-term plans. You know, we have a very differentiated offering with this in terms of the fact that we are an expert in both pumps and control valves. So, we really have a, a capability to go beyond the traditional means of what customers might look to in terms of improving their efficiency of, of the operation as, yeah. as we as we extend this program. Yeah, I was thinking about that too, as far as, you know, your expertise and you're not, you know, just focused on the pump that we definitely can start there and, and, and see what's, you know, consuming the most amount of energy. Uh, I like that part too. Okay. What are, what are our top 10 uh, energy consumers? Uh, Let's, let's start there as a a great guidance to everyone. And then you got to understand the system. You've got to understand all the parts and pieces that can really affect change um, that, that we can adjust and change within the process to become more energy efficient. And I have always been fascinated about this conversation because understanding how that many pieces of equipment works together is just fascinating to me. But y'all have got uh, so much experience there across different industries as well as the different product lines. So it's great to know that we have you leading the way there. Um, Anything else as far as the advantage that you want um, everyone to know about that? Absolutely. So, you know, first uh, we we evaluate the energy intensity of a customer's flow loop. A lot of customers don't recognize the impact of pump power consumption in their operations. So, typically in a refinery, 
about 50% of the electrical power usage in a plant is consumed by pumps alone. So obviously that's an industry that we're very focused on, but we go way beyond just refining. We go into virtually every other industry. But as we evaluate the energy intensity of this loop, we have not only that perspective I mentioned before, being a leading OEM in both the pump and control valve space, but we also have proprietary computational fluid dynamic software which actually helps account for the interdependencies between all these dynamic components, which help really recognize and deliver a higher efficiency gain than traditional means. Once we've done that, we actually look for where the equipment has been designed. And um, what we try to do is go beyond where customers have traditionally gone, which is moving the pump towards its best efficiency point or simply reducing the control valve throttling by either means of a, of a valve change or trim change within the valve, or actually even incorporating variable frequency drive control within the motor. Uh, customers have been really excited about how much this program can deliver in terms of reduced energy consumption and how significant the corresponding reduction in carbon emissions is. The other thing I'll just point out is they really like the fact that they're drawn to the fact that they don't have to invest a lot in resources to evaluate and drive the program, and they can control the pace of change. And this is important to them because a lot of them have reduced work staffs, which are already loaded with a lot of other initiatives. And their leadership really likes this because they recognize the program can be largely self-funding, and it can also deliver improvements in a very short time frame. And this helps them to, to gain credibility with their stakeholders that they're actually moving the needle in terms of reducing carbon footprint. Yeah, and I think that it's really great also that I read um, that you're you're helping your customers where they are right now, but you're also bringing them the information for the next step. So looking at uh, what systems they have in place right now and, okay, what can we do to get you to this next step of sustainability? And I think that that was, you know, sometimes we just kind of wait until somebody you know, brings it to us, right? And you're not doing that. You're being proactive and saying, okay, let me look at where you are and making a plan. You know, it may be um, seven years down the road when some of these things come into play, but um, let's help you get ready for that. And I think it was a big, it just, it just shows another way that y'all are being proactive for the customer's uh, future. No, thanks for that. We we do recognize we're the ones taking the message to the customers. They're, they're not really thinking in this term normally, um, but quickly recognize that this can be a real compliment to what, what else they're doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, I am curious um, from your perspective, uh, just what type of advice would you give somebody coming in the industry before we move on? I, I do have some rapid fire questions I want to ask you at the end, but just anything else you would leave our listeners with? Just the fact that, uh, you know, it, it this, these times require a little bit of creative thinking and, and approaches. You know, there, there's a lot to consider. I would just really look for the, the programs that can be very cost effective, can be implemented reasonably quickly, can be validated quickly and scaled. Though, though there's not too many that that happens with. And so, um, you know, that's a great opportunity to kind of determine where you want to spend your time and resources. 
Yes. I love the creativity side uh, when we talk to engineers out there as well. If we can combine all that together, arts and and uh, operations and engineering. I love it. So I'm going to shift gears to you just one more time, Rob, if you will. And just uh, can you share if you have a favorite book that you would just just your wisdom out there for us listeners? Well, I've got a couple. I mean, they go back a few years, but, you know, Good to Great is a great one by Jim Collins. There's another one, The Discipline of Market Leaders, which really just kind of allows us to focus in the area of our greatest value creation and differentiate within that area primarily. So I would just add those two. Absolutely. As, uh, I'm going to check that out. I've, I've read the first one, but I'm, I'm now I've, I'm scratching these down. Okay, here we go. And the other question I like to ask is what type of music or your favorite song? And uh, the, you probably have many, but I'm just curious. Um, you know, I do like a, a lot of different uh, genres, but I, I'm kind of a 70s rock and roll guy. So Good, 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 uh, good. We've had a lot of that on here too. So you're yeah. in the right spot. And then, you know, one thing that um, I think is very helpful, like I said, is, you know, sharing what is one great piece of advice that you have received? Um, well, I, I would just say, you know, you, you need to really surround yourself with people that you can learn from and respect, you know, be, be a little bit more patient than, than I've seen some people be uh, in terms of how things develop. But, you know, I, I would just say remain curious and and, and just continue to, to really work at a, a hard level to, to do your best day in and day out and just try to improve tomorrow more so than today. That's wonderful advice, Rob. And I'm really thankful, you know, that, uh, that we have uh, market leaders like yourself out there leading the way and, and paying attention to the sustainability side of things. Take the first step of looking, you know, how can we save energy and, and being in the pump industry? Uh, we know that it's looking straight at us uh, a lot of the times, but uh, I appreciate you so much, Robin. Is there anything else as we've been talking that you want to leave our listeners with? Uh, no, just simply that, look, we can be easily reached to discuss any of these programs. You know, we'll we'll have a, a couple of emails at the end of this, as well as I can leave my personal information. But, uh, you know, FlowServe has been at this for, for quite a while. We have, con- you know, a lot of expertise in this area. This is our domain. And so, you know, we, we can definitely focus on uh, additional solutions which complement just the energy efficiency and, and can be built into your normal operations in terms of equipment reliability enhancements or even other cost efficient areas. So we look forward to, to talking to you guys further. Wonderful. Thanks, Rob. I've enjoyed my time with you today. Thank you very much. Have a great day. I hope you will look for ways to save energy in your plants, in your life, in your everyday life. Like I was talking about earlier, take a break, save some energy, take a look at your equipment and see, you know, what type of programs you can put in place to have a more energy efficient and sustainable future for yourself. This brings us to the end of our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Do us a favor and leave us a rating and review. And also make sure that you reach out to us on social media at Empowering Pumps or using the hashtag Empowering Industry Podcast. We'll be back with a new episode each week. So until then, be empowering. Be empowering.